a lot of times we sort of subscribe to the story that we don't have control, that we don't have power, that our lives are what they are and we just have to accept it. Life engineering, it's, it's not just a company. It's a belief that you have power. It's a belief that you have a choice. It's belief that you have the ability to engineer your life. And we use that word engineering because, you know, engineering has this connotation, which is that if I understand these principles and I have the right tools, I can engineer an outcome of my design. We take that concept and we apply it to life. And that's what we believe in our heart of hearts. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. When we talk about living your life story with intention, we're essentially saying, let's engineer our lives. Let's look at what we want and purposefully create thought patterns and habits to be who we want to be. Well, Rusty Lundquist was interviewed in the early years of the podcast, clear back in episode 21. Remember that because you're going to want to go back and listen to his story if you haven't heard it yet. His father thought that he was being called on by God to sacrifice his son, and that led Rusty and his mother to run for their lives. This led to living alone, hiding out in a forest as a 10-year-old. Basically, the story is much more in-depth, and it's a really incredible story, but he knows how to go from trauma to success. So Rusty has cred here. Rusty founded Life Engineering to help individuals and parents and leaders and organizations basically cut through everything and achieve excellence. And he's here to help us do that. So Life Engineering provides the tools and the training and the motivation and the methodology in a system that's designed to help people move beyond where they've been and to go farther than they thought they could do. So we're here to help us achieve, achieve our potential. Let's move forward with this disciplined pursuit of excellence. Stay tuned for what life engineering looks like, the emotional architecture of living. Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment, and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story power serves you best when you know how to use it. Rusty, we come to sit at your feet and learn about emotion and energy and willpower and time and talent. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I'm so excited to be back on. It's been, it has been a while. It's, it was episode, what was that? was a lot of episodes ago. 21. And now we're at like 217 or something. I'm not sure which number this episode is, but we're talking, that's, that's seriously like five years ago. Thank you for having me back. Oh, so excited to talk to you. Your energy is contagious. And this work you're doing now is Gosh, it's almost like just packaged perfectly for Love Your Story because the idea behind Love Your Story is obviously reconciling the things we don't love about our story, but then intentionally creating the life that we want. And that's exactly what you're doing. So let's talk. 
I want to start with your story like we always do. What in whatever terms you want to share, what was the path that led you to creating life engineering? Well, yeah, um, you know, it's interesting because each one of us has this, you know, this story that is the foundation of our lives. And it's funny because often when the, you know, the more that story is filled with adversity and trial and pain and suffering, um, it's interesting because you often, I, I sit there and I think back at my story that we'll talk about in a second. And I, I think, you know, I just wouldn't ever, ever want someone to go through that. But at the same time, I would never, ever replace it. You know, it made me who I am. It made me, it gave me the strength that turned me into the person I needed to be to do the work I needed to do. And I feel like this is what is at the core of everyone's story. We all go through experiences and sometimes those experiences are heart-wrenching and they 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 break us but in the remaking and the reforging of ourselves we become something new we become something greater we become something that we couldn't have been without that experience and what really i feel like makes a difference in who we become out of the experiences we've had is the story we tell ourselves about those experiences. Um, and I often say, you know, we, we, have this, we have this beautiful, powerful instrument at our disposal, and that is choice. We choose what meaning we attribute to the events in our lives. And, and we create a narrative around that meaning and around those events. And the narrative we create becomes our identity and it becomes our story. And I, I often say the story you tell yourself most often is the story most likely to come true. And when I talk to people, I so often find themselves, find that they've gotten caught up in this negative narrative. And I'm like, change the story. Like, this is your choice. You, no matter what has been in your past, no matter what is in your present, no matter the mountain that lies in front of you, like you are the author of your story and you can make it whatever you want to make it. And when you tell yourself the story that you want to live enough times, you give it mass and you give it so much mass that it has a gravitational pull that you can't escape from it, no matter what that story is. And so you've got to tell yourself the right story. Sing it, brother. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, like, truly, truly, like, did I don't know if you just heard in the intro or not, but story power serves you best when you know how to use it. And that's exactly that what, you what you're story talking power? about. Yes. I love that word. I love that word so much. I know. Okay. Story power. You're going to steal you know, it from me, aren't you? <laughs> I won't, but I love it. Um, I, I think because I think it so accurately captures the reality of what a story is and the fact that, you know, when you tell yourself a story, the story you tell yourself most often is the most likely to come true. So that is story power. Tell yourself the right story and tell the people around you. Like, it's really interesting because we, we have this influence over other people. You know, I talk about as we're writing our, our own story, like sometimes we write, you know, 
chapters and sometimes other people write chapters in our story and sometimes we let and we let them and sometimes we shouldn't let them and sometimes we should because sometimes they see in us things that we don't yet see in ourselves but we have to be really careful about who we allow to write that narrative and create that story and that is story power and you know what's you, you know who i i see so often are the most egregious uh at this it's parents so often as parents we create we say things to our kids that we would never say to another person and we 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 create a story about who they are and because we are their parents we write in their narrative it, it, with so much power and we just have to be really careful we do it like just offhandedly like well and often not even talking directly to them we'll be talking to someone else but they'll be there and we'll say something about our kids that that all of a sudden becomes part of their story because it was about them and my mom said it or my dad said it it's like you know we just have to be really aware and that's why i love that phrase story power because everything you say about someone whether that someone is you or someone you love or someone you lead or someone you just have barely met like the things you say about someone will end up ultimately and inevitably shaping in some form some way or another um their identity who they are and as you shape that they'll tend to live in a self-fulfilling prophecy to manifest the thing that you have said so say the best things about people so that is super super interesting i love that i'm usually thinking about story power and how we use it to shape our own perception of ourselves because that's that internal power but i really like what you just said about how it helps us to shape other people too so as an example and you can share your examples but with my son, I'm always telling him he's a superhero because I think he is. Oh, but, but I'm wondering if that doesn't put undue pressure on him to where he feels like if he's anything mm -hmm. less than that, that he's not enough. Like parents never get it right. Yeah. <laughs> One way or the other, you're doing it yeah, wrong. I know. I know. You know, um, here's what I've found. Um, and, uh, you know, so we at Life Engineering, um, when we talk about the disciplined pursuit of ex excellence, we have tried to imbue that into our organization to make sure that our way forward and how we help individuals, leaders, and organizations achieve excellence follows a disciplined, rigorous, and scientific path. And one of the things that we have done is we've hired an entire science team of multiple PhDs in behavioral psychology and marriage and family therapy and and uh, child psychology and and what what the consensus is is that when you build up a rock star status of your kids um, it doesn't end up having a negative repercussion on them unless you are you couple that with undue pressure or being overly demanding but if if you uh, associate you're a rock star with the, they're a rock star because of the things that are uniquely them, as opposed to trying to, you're not painting the picture that you're perfect. You're a rock star. You're a superstar. You're a superhero, not because you're good at everything, but because you're good at being you. That's the real crux. That's the differentiator. If you, if you like try that. to communicate too much that, 
oh, you're perfect. They know that's not believable because they know they're not perfect. But if you communicate, you're a freaking superhero because look at what you're so good at. They fall in love with their superpower and they begin to develop and have confidence and strength in that superpower. And that's really what they need. So let's talk about what are the main components of engineering a life? Yeah, wow, that's a good question. So we we actually, there's a lot to that. As over the last 20 years, as we have done the science around human achievement and what, you know, what is it that causes some people to succeed where other people don't succeed? You know, this, let, let me kind of back up and go back to my story. So, you know, I, I grew up uh, over the first, you know, 12, 11 years of my life in a situation of, you know, abuse and abandonment and despair and darkness and, and poverty. And, you know, um, and there's a lot of more details and you can refer back to our original, you know, podcast that we did, or, or the whole thing is written on lifeengineering.com under about us. And you can read that full story. But, um, you know, I was, I was taken out of that environment when my mom, I was separated from my mom when I was about 11 and I was put into another family and I was fascinated by the disparity of this, of how some people can live in so much darkness and despair and others are, are living so much light and abundance. And I, I, when I was like 16 years old, I became fascinated by this disparity and trying to understand, you know, what is it that separates these people, these lifestyles. And what I ultimately found is that there are, there are 16 fundamental elements that cause us to be successful. And those elements can be distributed into a six pillar process. And that process is essentially a pillar called Orient. And in Orient, it's those people who are successful, they know where they're going. They know how they're going to get there. They have a clear perspective and objective and they know who they are, identity, and they have a plan of a way forward and that's Orient. And then you have an assembled pillar, which is that they have assembled the resources they need to move forward. And that's people and it's tools and it's resources and it's, and so they've, they've got what they need to move forward. And then the third pillar is that they know how to act on that orientation and they build momentum and they have, they make progress and, and we go into the detail of what all that com- comprises. And then that allows them to go into the fourth pillar, which is that they are able to achieve and the outcomes of what they achieve allow them the motivation to stay oriented and to continue to assemble so that they can continue to act, so that they continue to, to achieve and they live their lives in this cycle. And that four pillars is then, and that journey is sort of stabilized by two uh, wing systems. And that is, they have systems in place to diagnose when they get off track. And they have recovery systems in place to help them get back on track once they know they're off track. And this is really what we do at Life Engineering is we help people get oriented in life and assemble what they need so that they can act and achieve. And we establish those pillar systems so that they are able to, you know, stay on path and continue to move forward. Um, And there's so much science that goes into that, but that's really what we cover in our online academy and with our workshop series is helping people go through that process. So one of the things I've noticed as I've studied your work is that you talk about 
potential and the energy, like keeping up the energy to do those things. What, oh my gosh. Talk so to us important. about that. Yeah. What, what activates and unleashes our energy? What keeps us from apathy? Yeah, that's such a good question. So here's the deal. You know, it's, it's fascinating because as people, um, we have a model that we teach in our academy that I call the energy iceberg. Um, and you can imagine this iceberg and what's above the waterline of this iceberg is time and talent. And the peak of this iceberg is what we call performance. And we constantly think that, wow, for me, for I, for myself to be a high performing person, I really need to focus on my time and my talent. But it's really, and that's a, what's above the waterline of our attention. It's what we can easily observe, right? We can see what we do with our time and we can develop and see how we utilize our talent. But in reality, there's something more at work here. And that's what's below the waterline of our individual attention. And that's the energy we have for the work that we do. And it's fascinating because as you, as you think about the things that you're good at, they're not the things that necessarily you have the most talent for or the most time for. They're the things that you have the most energy for. And you can take two people, imagine two people. One person has, you know, um, just unlimited time and just limitless talent, but doesn't care at all about a certain thing. And another person who has a lot of constraints on their time and a lot of limits on their talent, but just endless energy and enthusiasm to go do something. Who are you going to bet on long-term? That second person, right? And so it's interesting because when it comes to performance, in terms of time, talent, and energy, it turns out that energy actually matters most. It's the things for which we have the most enthusiasm, passion, and energy for that we tend to perform at the best. And so one of the things that we really do at Life Engineering is we give individuals this science-based assessment that helps them measure based on the science of gamification and these 16 elements, the energy that they have for the things in their life that matter most. And because of something called change blindness. So change blindness is this phenomenon where we tend to not notice little subtle changes over time. And there's this beautiful like YouTube video and in, in, and you can search it, like go to YouTube and just search for change blindness. And this, in this video, and my favorite, there's a number of them. My favorite's got these two teams and it's like built, it was, it was done a long time ago. One team of like five people are dressed all in white. One team of five people are dressed all in black and each one has a basketball. And the narrator comes on and says, listen, your job is to count how many passes the team in white makes. And you're like, all right. So they start scrambling up and they're passing the ball. And sometimes the ball's obscured, you know, and it's, I mean, it's not that hard, but you're like, okay, one, two, three, and you get to the end. And the narrator's like, all right, if you counted 13 passes, you are right. And you're like, that was the stupidest thing I've ever watched. And then the narrator drops the bombshell and he goes, listen, but did you see the dancing gorilla? And, and all of a sudden the, the, the film rewinds and it goes right in the middle of this of this video, a guy in a gorilla costume walks into the middle of like straight in the middle of the screen, waves to you, and then moon walks off and you miss it. Like you totally <laughs> missed it because you're so busy counting passes. And in our lives, we get so busy, you know, with the mundane minutia of life and, and focusing on the little things of that we, that are going on that we fail to notice the entropy of the things that matter most, entropy that's happening in a relationship, entropy that's happening in 
our job or in in something in a category of our life like our spiritual well-being or our emotional well-being or our physical well-being and we miss those changes that is really so true learning, nobody really talks oh, about that but that's it. really true and so learning to pay attention to those changes especially the changes in the energy we have or we talk about it as the level of engagement and you know what Lori the thing that I have found is that we live today during an epidemic of disengagement like disengagement has become one of the defining characteristics of this generation and we you know people are just disengaged in life and it's not that they're disengaged categorically they're highly engaged in all of the virtual things because the 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 these virtual technologies social media and games and, um, you know, they have perfected gamification, which is literally the art and science of manufacturing addiction. And we're so good at it. Like the, 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 the technology and the science of addiction uh, is so we're so good at it, that that's what we're doing. Like addiction, uh, uh, gaming disorder is, is an official disease. And so we have these needs, like this, this emotional need to be engaged. The problem is we get so engaged virtually and the things that we do in real life are so mundane in comparison because they don't use that science and technology of gamification that we just disengage. We disengage from life. We disengage from our relationships because we're getting that emotional fulfillment from the virtual things. And that's what we're trying to solve by taking gamification and bringing it to life. I think it's even that way with like TV series, you get really involved emotionally with high action and romance and adventure. And that's way more interesting of a life than what you've got going on at home. Yep, it is. We use, we we have created a proxy for engagement. And what life engineering in part is all designed to do is to help re-engage people in their real life. So what about apathy and what about when people just don't feel like the effort it's going to take to accomplish something worthwhile is is worth what the outcome would be? Like, what do you do with somebody like that? Yeah, it's fascinating. There's a, a model that we have on our in our academy. In fact, I just did a live on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram. And so if you want to see this model, you can go see it. But in this model, we call it the engagement process. And it's the emotional architecture of every journey, every journey, the journey you have in your relationship with your loved one, with a spouse, with a child, with an employer, like there's, this is the emotional architecture of every journey. And essentially I'll try to describe it. Um, It helps when you actually can go and see the visual, but you know, there's this, if you imagine on the vertical axis on the left is energy or emotion. And then, you know, time is on the bottom. And what happens when we start a new journey, whether it's a relationship or an objective or a goal or a career, a job, whatever it is, when you start a new journey, you have sort of like this, you know, medium high level of emotion. And that level of emotion all of a sudden peaks. It gets really, really high. And and that is like this uh, this moment. It's like a false summit of unrealistic expectations. And what follows is this dip of disengagement when all of a sudden, you know, because we have this 
mindset of this perception of, oh, how easy this is going to be or how much time it's going to take. And everything is always harder and takes more time and more effort and more energy and more investment than we think it's going to be. And when all of a sudden, (laughs) it's so true. And when all of a sudden we experience that, what we find ourselves is that we are now in this valley. And the valley can be a dark place because the what's ahead of us is the climb, like this real climb of progress. And in order to reach the actual summit of achievement of the journey that we're on, and when we find ourselves in the valley, you know, there's this big looming shadow that's cast over us by the mountain ahead, and we just find ourselves in this dark spot. And this is where, where real champions are made, because the champions are those who, when they find themselves in the valley, subscribe to the climb ahead, because that's who they are. That's their story. They're Their objective isn't what matters. It's their story. I'm a climber. And so I'm not going to settle for this valley. I'm going to subscribe to that climb ahead. And and because I'm a climber, I'm going to enjoy the climb. And the moment you start on that climb, you're facing up and not down. And when you face up, you start to experience that sunlight, you know, again, and you start to feel the warmth of it on your face. And that's when you're making true, meaningful progress. But the problem is so often we find ourselves in the valley and we just camp there. And sometimes we let, we let weeks go by. And sometimes we let months go by. And sometimes we let years go by in this valley. And what we're, and and this is waste. Like this is waste. This is wasted potential. And that to me is just, we, I can't stand, I can't tolerate that. How do you bring us out of that? Yeah. So there's, there's, there's really, when people find this is a great question. We, I love these questions. So we have courses in the Academy about what to do if you find yourself in the Valley. Right. And, and there's really two main things. Like when we find ourselves in the Valley and we're looking at the climb ahead, we tend to, you know, when we're trying to decide, am I going to, we have two, we have really three choices when we find ourselves in the Valley. One is we're going to move forward, right? We, we care enough that we're going to push through and move forward. That's option number one, choice number one. Choice number two is we quit and leave. Like, uh, you know what? I never really wanted to write that book anyway. I never really wanted to have that relationship anywhere. I, anyway, I never really wanted to start that career. I never really wanted to, whatever it was, we quit and leave. So option one is we, we make the climb. Option two is we quit and leave. Option three, which is far more common, is we quit and stay. And we stay there, right? But we just aren't making any effort. We're not, you know, we haven't given up entirely on the dream, but we've just stopped investing. And what I have found makes the biggest difference of whether or not people decide the first to subscribe to the climb ahead is they ask themselves, can I do it? And then they ask themselves, is the outcome going to be worth it? And if they, if the answer is, can I do it? And if that answer to that question is yes, they will move forward. And if the answer to the question of, is it worth it, is yes, they will move forward. Now, optimally, both are in place. So what life engineering does is we try to make, we try to make sure that your answer to number one is always yes, because Because with the right access to the right resources and the right tools and the right life support and the right help, of course you can do it. Have you done it before? Maybe not, but that doesn't matter. The problem is when we ask ourselves, can we do it? When we're looking at the climb ahead, what we do is we tend to look back 
and we say, have I done that climb before? And if we have, oh yeah, I can do it. So then we subscribe. But if we haven't, if that climb ahead isn't something that's in our past, we tend to be like, oh, I can't do that. And so we don't. But in reality, this is a perception problem. This is a story problem. Because when you look back and, you know, it's like with the first time someone climbs Everest, have they ever climbed Everest before? No. But have they climbed other mountains? Yes. Do they know the mechanics? Do they know how to use an ice axe? Do they know how to use crampons? Do they know, have they like, and so when we look back through our lives, part of what we do is we need to harvest from our, our history, a story that allows us to believe that we can make it. Not because we've done that specific climb before, but because we have done the components of that climb before and we can put them together in a new way to do this climb. Or even because we've just done hard things before and we know that when we are faced with it, that we can pull out what we need out of our hearts to learn and figure it out. I think that's the, I think that's one of the very biggest things. And when I, in terms of myself and my own parenting style with my kids, One of the things that I'm very deliberate about is I try to make sure that their story is that they can do hard things. And so when they do hard things, I celebrate and I make sure they know it's a big deal for me because what I want them to know is that they can do hard things so that the next time there's a climb ahead and they're like, holy crap, that's gonna be really hard. They're like, eh, I could do hard things and they'll move forward. So with life engineering then, like you've got all these pieces together. What I want to do is like come down to your office and have you teach me and coach me and, you know, and mold my life for me. <laughs> I don't suppose that's what life engineering really is. What is it that you actually do to help your clients? Yeah, we actually do that. So, you know, with life engineering, uh, as an individual, you can get a subscription. And in that subscription, you get a number of things. Number one, you get access to an online academy. And we have been assembling uh, intellectual property and doing the science of human achievement and building content and curriculum. And we have been teaching this uh, at organizational settings in in really large-scale, high-cost settings, then we are now bringing them to individuals through this Individual Achievement Academy, where we have hours and hours and hours of courseware where you can learn the science of achievement. So that's number one, which is, let's teach. Let's teach people those principles, those fundamental principles. Is it self-guided? It is. It's entirely self-guided. It's an online academy. That's number one. Number two, we actually have what we call a guided journey because not everybody is a self-directed learner. For some people, they're like, I really want a facilitated, you know, designed learning path. And so we have that. So for some people, they log into the academy, they're like, oh my gosh, look at all this learning opportunity. And they just want to go explore. It's great for them. For other people, this 
guided journey is what they want. And so what we do is every day, once you have a membership and you subscribe to the guided journey, every day we reach out to you and we invite you to engage in a specific way. It's come, you know, watch this video or do the following exercise or use the following tool. And for those who really care about a guided journey, we have that for them. So the first though, is this opportunity to learn whether you take the self-directed learning path or the guided journey path, there's this learning the second is that we have built tools and instruments that help people on their path. You know, one of which is this, uh, this engagement diagnostic that allows you to measure with extreme specificity the, 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 the level of engagement and energy you have for the things that you're trying to achieve. And when you know where is strong and where is lacking, now you know what to solve for. So then you can go look in the academy and figure out what do I do for help? So the second is these tools and resources. And then the third, of course, is we offer what we call life support. I think that it's crazy that we have to wait until we're in critical condition before we get life support. Everybody needs life support. And so for those people who need life support, they can reach out to Life Engineering and we will provide that one-on-one life support that they need for where they are in their journey at this present time. So is that like a coach, a personal coach? It's like a coach. Yep. It's like a personal coach. And so we call it a life support specialist. I like it. Is it a, are each of those different programs or you get one whole program that includes all of them? Good. Yeah, so the membership includes both the academy and the tools. The life support is a separate cost because it's a it's a one-on-one thing. Okay, and where do people find you? Is it lifeengineering.com? Yep, you just go to lifeengineering.com. Any final thoughts that you want us to understand in general about engineering our lives? That you can. I think a lot of times we sort of subscribe to the story that we don't have control, that we don't have power, that our lives are what they are and we just have to accept it. Life engineering is a, it's, it's not just a company, it's a belief. It's a belief that you have power. It's a belief that you have a choice. It's belief that you have the ability to engineer your life. And we use that word engineering because, you know, engineering has this connotation, which is that if I understand these principles and I have the right tools, I can engineer an outcome of my design. We take that concept and we apply it to life And that's what we believe in our heart of hearts, both myself and and the the journey that I've been on and is imbued within the culture of our organization. The idea is you have the ability to engineer your life. And the moment you accept that, what that means is that you have power, you have control over the outcomes and your future. And this was really, you know, the, the, the most pivotal part of my story was, you know, once my I was separated from my mom and I went to live with this new family, like I was just, you know, besought with regret and anger and loathing and self-pity. And I, I, I felt like 
what, you know, something was wrong with me. Like I had been through three fathers and no, like I never had friends and I never, I just never had. And I, I felt like there was something wrong with me. Like I was broken. And I, you know, as I sort of went through this self, you know, refinement process, there was just one day when I realized I had a choice. I could either face the past and let myself be focused entirely in all of that or not. And it was that black and white. And I recognized that my future didn't have to be the inevitable outcome of my past. Like I could simply choose to turn the other direction. I could simply choose to face forward and make my life what I wanted it to be. And I made that choice. And that's really what I would say to everybody about life engineering is believe that you can believe that you have that choice believe that with the right access to the right tools and the right resources and the right knowledge you can engineer a life of your own design So what I hear people saying is, sure, that makes sense, except how do I get access to the right people and the right resources and the right this and the that? If I had those, my life would be set. www.lifeengineering.com. <laughs> we, we, have, we have literally devoted our lives to helping you with yours. That's what we're all about. Now, we're an option. I think we're a good option. I think we have some really, really powerful stuff. But we live today where we are, we are a keyboard away from a world of information. And there are so many tools and so many resources and so many ways for us to access help. The question is, will you decide to go get it? Because what happens is we sit down at our keyboard or we pick up our phone and where do we spend our time? Is it accessing help? Or is it that mindless thumb scrolling nonsense as we go through it? Like, holy cow, I do it myself. I get on before I go to bed at night. I'm like, oh, I'm going to see what's on TikTok, right? And all of a sudden, 45 minutes later, I'm like, how? I've got thumb fatigue, right? The question is, when you pick up your device or when you sit down at your keyboard, what are you going to do with that time? The help is out there. The resources are out there. People are out there. Make the choice to invest in your future by spending the time on your future and investing in it. I think that that's really beautifully said and very poignant because it comes down to choice over and over. Do we look behind us? Do we look forward? Do we summon the energy to, yeah. to focus on things that are going to take us where we want to go? Or do we sit in a space of wallowing? Do we accept mediocrity or do we choose to fully develop potential that we, you know, are maybe just barely touching. There's always a, and you know what? I saw a quote the other day and it said, and I don't remember the whole thing, but it, it had a, a litany of, you know, marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Choose your heart, you know? And I, mm. I think, and anyway, it was a whole litany of different things, you know, which, mm -hmm. which do you want to choose your heart? And I think it's the same thing here with 
if you want to live up to your potential, if you want to discover what that could be, if you want a life that doesn't have regrets, if you want, you know, who are you? That there are absolutely resources to help you live into that. And do you want to live with regrets? Do you, you know, do you have regrets around yeah. that? There's a lot of questions to ask yourself, but I am grateful to you and your people for creating a system to help us mm -hmm. understand what engineering our lives looks like from a scientific and a psychological and, you know, a, a physical space of how do we do that? How do we create and live into our potential? Thank you for being here. And thank you for doing that. Well, thank you for letting me come. I love what you're doing. I believe so strongly in story power. And I think, you know, we need more uh, evangelists around the power of a story. Story Amen. has power. So thank you for letting me come on again. And all these years later, uh, and, and thank you for just, you know, helping people recognize the power that lives in the stories they tell. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So people can find you at lifeengineering.com anywhere else that you want them to look you up. Sure. Yeah. They can, you know, they can follow me on, on LinkedIn, Rusty Lindquist, uh, or on, on Twitter, also on Instagram. I'm about to pick up TikTok. I've been a consumer on TikTok for a long time, but not a creator. It's a little uncomfortable, right? It's a little uncomfortable. And I, I'm not someone who usually feels uncomfortable, especially talking. Like I just, I love to share, but I think I'm going to be picking that up a little bit as a creator now. So yeah. Have fun. Thank you so much. You bet. Time, talent, energy, understanding how to activate and sustainably employ that energy so you can reach the outcomes you want. That's a big deal. I want to learn more of that. <laughs> Anything worth having is going to take work. Sometimes, you know, we're, we're in such a, Oh, our culture is so get things easy anymore. But that adage, anything worth having is going to take work is something that really just needs to be accepted. And I can tell you now, having a few decades of living under my belt, that time just keeps rolling on. Before you know it, another 10 years has passed. And what have you done? Did you do or experience or become what you wanted? And if not, now is the time to use the resources, like what Rusty talked about, like what I talk about on the show, the 21 challenges, the life coaches, the life engineering, these things that we talk about, these will help you to engineer and intentionally create the life that you want. I love that we live in an age where we have so many resources for success, so many honestly, that sometimes it's overwhelming. So many podcasts and so many books and so many life coaches and so many programs, but all it takes is one good one. Start somewhere if you need support and greater understanding of what it looks like to go a little further than what you've gone in the past. And most of us do. Most of us do. We need that help, that support, that push, that vision Imagine that satisfied feeling a year from now when you've created something that you feel really good about, when you've intentionally created an image of your life and then fulfilled it. Your challenge this week is just to think about what you want in your life and then consider what type of engineering could help you 
get it. And then dare I say, take action. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Check out loveyourstorypodcast.com for links to buying Living Intentional and Fearless every day to getting the show notes for this episode with Rusty's contact information and life engineering info. And also to hear all the past 200 plus episodes and all the great stories that we have in every episode. Have a great two weeks creating your best life. Every step counts.